Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and we are back with Testimony Time once again. This is our second time doing a testimony um, uh, podcast. And if you didn't listen to the first one, go back and listen to episode four, where Hannah Martin shares her testimony. This week, we have a new friend of mine who is coming on to share her testimony, and um, we'll introduce her after the break. So let's get into it. So today's testimony sharer, I guess you can call, I don't know what to really call them, but uh, she's a friend of mine who I met through Mercy Crew of Steubenville, Florida in 2015. Um, she's a new homeowner, which we are recording in right now. It's really nice. And uh, she used to work for the mouse, aka Disney, if you don't know that. Uh, you can follow her at Kirsty Page. Um, spell that for them. K-I-R-S-T-I-P-A-I-G-E. <laughs> Perfect. And this is my friend, Kirsty Sheehan. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yay! It's all the little kids in the background. Yay! Yes, you should add that. I will. I will. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kirsty and I, like I said, we met back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you went? We met because of Steubenville, but we weren't teammates. We just kind of were there. Yes. I was a Mercy Crew member. You were a Mercy Crew member the first year I went to Steubenville. Yes, in 2012. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then I became a Mercy Crew member in 2015. That was my first time. Mm-hmm. I was you, Team Tangerine. I was about to say you were a Tangerine. Oh, wait, no. 2014 was my first year. Was it really? Yes, as a Mercy Crew member. Did we do the teams then? Was I no. there? No. So I probably wasn't there then. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Oh, I was there as a chaperone for St. Matthew's, ironically. Oh, Yes. But I was on duty to be an RA, so I, like, barely was there because I was making sure that the apartments that I watched didn't catch on fire. Or if they did, I just was there to document it. Oh, okay. This was on fire. I was just there to document. That's all. That's good. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So now, (laughs) but then 2015 is when I first, they started the... The the color system. Yes. And then 2016 is when we were teammates. Yes. Yeah. Blueberries. Go team blueberries. Yeah. They are superior to all other fruits in this context, <laughs> not in real life. But for Steubenville, Florida, yes. Yes. Blueberries all the way. Go yes. blue. Yes. Um, not Michigan. No. Why would you say that? I don't know. Shame. Do you not like Michigan? I don't. I no. Could care less. I could care less. <laughs> Listen, I did band in college, mm-hmm. and um, I've done my fair share of uh, of college Cheering. football games. Uh, and, well, okay, so I went to UCF, fun fact, anyways, mm. but they at that time, um, 2010, 2011, the football team was not, was not that good. great. But they got better. They did get better after I left, but that's fine. <laughs> they got there. That's all that all matters. All my mater. Yes, yes. Go Knights. Go Knights. Go Knights. Go yes. Gyrenes. Excuse me? That's the obvious. <laughs> do they have a football team? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, go. Look we, at you, Ave. We made the NAIA. We made, uh, we were conference champions, like, I think the year after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, no, the year I graduated. I don't know. NAIA, That's Division great. 2 or mm-hmm. 3. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. NAIA, whatever that is. Well, we were um, 
national champion so at one time unofficially but officially <laughs> what do you mean we i don't know the logistics behind it mm-hmm. but um listeners please google it and uh you'll get some more back, information back check, back check yes Kirstie, please please so so the testimony so we're back again like uh just to get into the testimony part we if you didn't listen to the first episode go back and listen to it but you know um just to go briefly over why i love doing testimonies is because i believe we can learn a lot from sharing each other's stories and being vulnerable with one another and so giving a friend a, uh, an opportunity to be vulnerable and to share their story i think it's a um, a great way to kind of add that and implement into the podcast uh because you know i do this for my ministry all the time and i wanted it to do um, find a way to implement it into the podcast. And I think this is a great way. So I would love to, you know, share other testimony, uh, have friends share their testimonies who are converts who, you know, who, you know, really left the faith and um, came back into the faith or, you know, all of these beautiful things. And so, yeah, hopefully these continue to evolve and um, continue to feed you as listeners in a beautiful way and hopefully encourage you to share your testimony with other people. So, Yeah word here's you ready i was born ready born ready so be, be speaking of born ready yes. um were you born and raised catholic or were you like um a were, convert a convert yeah i i am a cradle catholic cradle catholic yes what? but but not really so <laughs> what that means <laughs> let me clarify so i was uh yeah so i was born into a catholic family we okay. went to mass every sunday mm-hmm. Um, except for when we were on vacation. So oh. yes, which is something that I just realized not too long ago. I was thinking oh. about how we would have beach weekends and I was like, I don't think we, we did not go to mass yeah. during, <laughs> during those times, during those weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we did. We just went to mass on Sunday. We didn't pray at home, talk about God at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't even have any religious artwork around the house. Uh, yeah. not that that makes or breaks a Catholic family, but that, that definitely yeah. helps to have it more present. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that for for my household, it was always there and so beautiful to just, you know, I mean, whether you realize it, why they're there or not as a kid, you know, it's it's nice to have that imagery. As mm-hmm. Catholic. I think imagery and Catholicism in general are just like so important to our faith, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And God created us with five senses. So he Ooh. wants to make sure I know the Holy Spirit's alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, he wants to... Uh, come to us um and through he wants us to encounter senses, him yeah. through all of our senses so Ooh, i like that yes yes then use that in the future please do please do it's not mine <laughs> <laughs> sure i read it in a yeah. book somewhere mm-hmm. good good um so what how being like raised catholic what was your upbringing like mm-hmm. oh what well, you say not so much catholic but you know how was your upbringing like? yeah so we so again we didn't talk about uh the faith at home at all. I went to public school. I didn't um, go to Catholic school or, or I mm-hmm. wasn't homeschooled either. So mm-hmm. uh, as for upbringing, I, it was interesting going to public school and encountering different people who are of different faiths. I remember in sixth grade specifically, uh, it was a Friday during Lent. And uh-huh. yeah, and I yelled at everybody at my lunch table because <laughs> they were eating pepperoni pizza. And I was like, guys, like you got to pick the pepperoni off. Like <laughs> it's Lent. We can't eat meat. And they're like, what is Lent? And I'm like, um, I'm going to find out for you because I don't know. 
but I know we're not supposed to eat meat. So, um, especially on Fridays. Yes. Yes. That's so, funny. Yeah. 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 That is really cool. Cause I, I mean, I, I as well was public schooled mm-hmm. growing up and I was, you know, when I went to Ave, I was like one of the fir- few people who were public schooled. Everyone was like homeschooled and private school, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, or Did- public school in gen- uh, as well. But I learned so much about other people mm-hmm. and about their religions. I met, I had a friend that was Muslim. Oh, wow. I had a friend who was uh, Jewish. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you don't really get that with public and private school. Maybe, I mean, like, I know some parents don't want that, but why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that we are called to, um, you know, be with people and... You know, you know, not just our fellow Christians, but with people who, mm-hmm. you know, different faiths, so we can maybe share. I mean, obviously, we're not going to be the perfect evangelist at that age, hardly, but if at all. <laughs> I was about to say, at this age, I'm not the best evangelist. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, at the same time, I think it's a beautiful thing to do. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I go, 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 you Catholic people who are in public school. Yes. I think what's know? important, though, is just to discern as a family to decide what's the best option, too. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, I remember uh, whenever I first, when did I first, I, I guess um, I'm trying not to like, put names to stuff right now. I'm trying to be vague. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But I remember it was almost a competition at one point with my Catholic group of friends. And, you know, oh, I was homeschooled. Oh, I was... I went to Catholic school and I was just like, uh, I went to public school. (laughs) So I think it's important to note note that, you know, that that doesn't define you, you know. So um, it's whatever God is calling you to. Yeah, I've met some really great people who were, you know... From public school and private school, but I also met some like people who are really bad who were from both as well, you know, so it doesn't make you or break you. It's how you were raised and how you, you know, kind of made your faith your own. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I got to experience what it was to be just, you know, like like I said earlier um, in our discussion before the podcast, um, I learned a lot being being a and I was influenced a lot by being in public school. Mm-hmm. And I, I messed up a lot and I did a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. But I had my conversion the summer after my junior year going to my senior year. So, was, but I was still in public school. Yeah. And so I learned how different life was as just a student to being a Christian Catholic student. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, it was, you were treated so differently and people saw you differently. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's a little bit harder. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think too, with public school, I think it almost gives you the, on one hand, it gives you the space to make your faith your own. Mm -hmm. But I, I've also encountered friends who are from, uh, or who went to Catholic schools and they almost felt like pressured to be holier than the other person too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, I can go on and on about this, but, um, so you're, we got on a tangent at some point, but <laughs> so sorry, I do that. <laughs> no, it's great. No, it's not even a good. It, I mean, it's about your testimony. And it's yeah. about mm-hmm. you know um, about your witness. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, were your family like so? I mean, I know you said that your family was 
I wouldn't go to mass on Sunday. I mean, Sundays that you were on vacation and Mm -hmm. stuff, but like that, how was their upbringing? Were they Catholic, very Catholic? My mom wasn't Catholic or she wasn't born and raised Catholic. She converted when she was pregnant with me. And uh, then my father is he was born and raised Catholic. His uh, grandparents actually are from Ireland. So Uh, yes. Irish Catholics. Yes. So we are, I come from a a beautiful uh, Irish Catholic family. My dad's one of seven. So hardcore. Uncles and aunties. Yes. Yes. Lots of cousins. My dad's side of the family. Anytime we all get together, it's a, it's a (laughs) a wonderful time. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very rich celebration. I'm sure. Very loud celebration (laughs) in a good way though. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I met Mm -hmm. a lot of good Irish Catholic families at Ave too. And you know, people say that I'm Filipino and Irish nowadays. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just going back into your upbringing, when, when did you, at one, what point of your life Mm -hmm. did you start to realize that you know you're a christian that you're catholic and Mm -hmm. and how did you start making that your own yeah so um i'm gonna kind of take a step back into yeah yeah, into like my childhood i guess we could say so um i had a few traumas growing up Mm -hmm. uh i was exposed to pornography when i was four and yeah and several times after that too until i was about the age of 15 Mm -hmm. um and then I have one sibling, uh, and he was not the kindest to me. Um, so he was kind of, uh, he wasn't abusive, but he, uh, exhibited a lot of, um, mental and emotional, uh, we're going to use the word abuse, but towards me. Um, so he would just make sure that I knew I wasn't loved that, Mm. uh, he would just say hurtful words to me. And I'm, I am a very sensitive person. So Mm. I took that to heart. And then also, um, and that started at around the age of eight. Uh, so in that, at that age, developmentally wise, you or a person, uh, looks to their peers more so than their parents for approval. So it was just really poor timing. Um, so, but at around that same time, I remember being, uh, at church when I was eight and I just had this, uh, I, I will use the word serene, like the serene feeling, the serene experience of just knowing that I was God's and knowing that he was going to protect me and that he, nothing, there was nothing that could happen to me that he wouldn't be with me. And like no suffering, uh, he wouldn't let me go alone in it. Um, so that's really great. So I just remember having that experience at the age of eight and I think I was just kind of hooked. Like that gift of faith was given. Yeah. So, um, that's not like common. No, no. No, Yeah. So blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like ever since, uh, since I was eight until, I mean now obviously, but Mm. I just, uh, always knew like I didn't have to like shout it from the mountains but I always knew like God had my back Mm -hmm. so that yeah that just is huge um so moving forward my first uh experience with adoration was during the first ever Steubenville, Florida. I think I was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, I think it was either 2006 or 2007, oh, but wow. yeah. So, but I was 14 at the time and, um, prior to, adoration, uh, there was a talk given by Deacon Ralph, I think his last name's Poyo, like Poyo, chicken like chicken, or it's Polo. I don't know. I, I really should have Googled <laughs> this before. L, right, sure. right. That's just a detail. But I remember, um, going to his talk and I remember we had two choices of talks and everybody went to the other talk 
I went to the one with Deacon Ralph Polo, Polo, mm-hmm. and the I, other talk have to do with relationships or something. I don't. I really don't remember, but I remember like the one that I went to had some vague like theological like thing. And during that age, I was like, I'm so mature. So I am going to go to this talk. That's great. Yes. Um, but during it, he talked about how he struggled um, with porn, how it affected his family, um, mm-hmm. how it affected his daughters. And he like, I kind of had this out of body experience because he w- addressed the crowd um, and said, you know, if if any of you ladies have had experience an experience um with this and weren't told that you were beloved. I'm so sorry that this happened. I'm so sorry that you weren't treated the way that you should have been. And I was in a room full of probably 300 people, but I felt like he was talking just to me. So, and I, you know, was doing that thing where I'm like crying, but like, you know, (laughs) don't mind me, like just trying to dab tears away from my eye. (laughs) So that was like, uh, that's important to me that it happened in that setting. Um, because it, it opened the door to how the church views women, sexuality, um, mm-hmm. and, and views relationships, um, and just yeah. theology of the body and such. And theology, theology of the body has been very healing for me for that. Um, but anyways, so at that Steubenville, Florida was the first time that I experienced adoration. I had no idea what it was, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so that was my first experience there. Um, I feel like it's 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 it's, it's always a Steubenville is a lot of teens' first time yeah. seeing adoration, just mm-hmm. like like being kneeling in front of this piece I, of bread around this golden mantle we put it on, and like this seems a little weird at first. And people are crying. And like, and <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I wanted to make sure when I became a youth minister mm-hmm. that Steubenville wouldn't be the first time my teens experience adoration. So like we try to make it part of our mm-hmm. like weekly, I mean monthly at least um, mm-hmm. routine of getting to, I mean, some of them don't understand what's going on and I, yeah. or don't care, <laughs> could care less, even though I explain it over and over again. Yeah. But you know, they, um, the ones that go to Steubenville and I was like, wow, I was like, yeah, that's the same Jesus that we do on Thursdays. Yes. (laughs) We just don't have the fancy music and the smoke and the lights. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the same. Same same Jesus. Jesus. Yes. That's so funny. Sorry for for the side note. No, no, that's very important because, yeah, because you would think I would have, after hearing this apology and it that rocked my world and it was the first time I had ever um, received an apology for that, that I would have like gone to Jesus and been like, oh, here's everything. But I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I just knew that I was kneeling on a wooden bleacher and my knees hurt. So, <laughs> wow, bleachers. but that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. But I started going to Steubenville conferences every summer after that. And eventually nice. I knew what adoration was, but I didn't have that like mind boggling, like, yeah. uh, emotional experience but that's fine it's it's so much more than an emotional experience i'm really grateful that it um wasn't emotional for me because i just just sat there and was like all right (laughs) yeah i'm here (laughs) whatever you want jesus yeah (laughs) so um yeah so but uh i was pretty for lack of better terms like committed to the faith i in high school was um everybody knew me as the catholic girl yeah and um I, you know, if anybody spoke poorly about the faith, I was the first person to be like, um, what did you say? (laughs) So let me tell you real quick. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, um, I still struggled a lot with, um, 
just what had happened to me at a young age and then, uh, excuse me, I still struggled with the fact that um, I was exposed to pornography at such a young age and continued to until I was about 15. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was still pretty angry with my sibling who treated me poorly. Um, But I just forgave the parties that harmed me and I moved on and I thought that, you know, that was the end of that um, and that that wound would be healed. But uh, Mm. spoiler alert, it was not. not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when I went to college, uh, the most heartbreaking thing to me was, uh, I did drift away from the faith and in, mm. in the church and I used the word drift intentionally cause I didn't like, I, I did not one day wake up and say, I, I am no longer Catholic. Mm. Like I no longer choose this. Yeah. And even though I was, um, uh, like not going to mass anymore, um, kind of got into the party scene and such, I still would mm. identify as Catholic. And, you know, I'd be like, yes, I'm getting drunk on the weekend, but I am also Catholic. Like, <laughs> so, which is not, uh, I, I wasn't practicing my faith. Needless <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I do remember my sophomore year of college, just thinking like, oh my gosh, this is not how my life is supposed to be. This is not what I mm. want. I am not living uh, life, how I was created to live life. Sure. Yeah. Yes. I also happened to go through a really bad breakup that helped me re- <laughs> like, yes. you know, look at my life fully and like, reevaluate the word, reevaluate my life. Come back to me. He said, yes, yes. So, um, yeah. So my sophomore year was the beginning of me coming back to coming the faith. Back, yeah. You know, um, so, but it was a slow conversion back to the faith. I, I, the only way I came back to it was through like friends who would pull me to, mm. to like Sunday mass or pull me to confession, pull so, me to adoration. So you had Catholic friends at, yeah. At- mm-hmm. So through, through band, I, so I was in band in college mm-hmm. and, uh, there was a couple of girls in the band who, who were going to Catholic campus ministry at UCF mm-hmm. and they would always invite me to everything. And yeah. I, usually said no. (laughs) Um, and part of it too was just me thinking like, I am too sinful. Like once Mm. I am less sinful, I will go back. But right Right. now I am a hot mess. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the Lord does not love hot messes. Kind of like St. Augustine. Oh yeah. yeah. Not yet. Yes. Not Not yet. yet. Yes. I was trying to, uh, yeah, become more holy, but I didn't ask Jesus for help. So we all know how that worked out for me. So yeah, yeah. but, um, it probably was like a four year process for me to just slowly make really small yeses. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, my friend Monica, I'll never forget. She was like, Oh, do you want to go out to dinner? And I was like, sure. And she was like, okay, we're going to stop by the church real quick to, um, you know, for adoration for five minutes. It was an hour later. <laughs> so yes, if Monica. you are one of those friends, just do it because we thank you several years later. Oh, Monica. Not in the moment, but several years later. So yes. So what a, what a friend. Yes. So I'm very thankful for that. So, um, but yeah, so after college, I lived right behind the shrine, Mary Queen of the Universe. Oh, really? Yeah. So I could hear the bells ringing for mass from my apartment, which is pretty uh, cool. And uh, did you intentionally choose that? No, that oh. was um, DCP. 
No. So, well, I did a, I did a Disney college program, but I didn't live in CP housing because okay. I'm above that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm not. <laughs> so, um, there are apartments behind the shrine that are not CP housing. Um, oh, okay, but okay. yes. Yeah, so, uh, but that helped because I was, I, I would walk to mass and I would, they have nine to five confession, which oh, cool, yeah. praise, be to God. That. praise be to God. Praise be to God. If I don't, if I want, if I'm like so my schedule as a youth minister is super wonky mm-hmm. and I can't go to my pastor for confession. confession. It's just like, you know, it's just, kind it's of, just a rule. Yeah, yeah. It's just good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like an official rule, but yeah. it's like, you know, you don't want to put your, put them in a compromising position, you know, mm-hmm. not that you're going to be confessing that you killed somebody, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just weird. Um, <laughs> and so, um, I, I either have to wait for like a visiting priest to be mm-hmm. doing a mass or I have to go somewhere else. And yeah. usually my days off are like on days where confession isn't usually available because most churches do confessions at Saturday, Saturday before the 4 p.m. mass and only 30 minutes prior. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a, what a shame! That's Churches, okay. church, mother church deserves better than this. Yes, we need better than this. We need people to experience the sacrament reconciliation and go, Mary Queen of the Universe, for having a nine to five confession time. I every day, yes, I would Except also, for Sunday. yeah, Sunday's one to five. Yeah, the audacity. One I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I also want to note that Mary Queen the Universe is full of retired priests. Yes. So they have a lot of resources to be able to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So the reason why frequent confession was so important to me was because it helped me get out of the habit of sin. And there's a lot of graces given during, during confession. Um, yeah. And I just remember I would do something not intelligent or sinful that's the better word and i would think oh my gosh like i have to go to confession this is such a bummer yeah and it just would get annoying after a while and i would feel yeah. so bad i'd like walk into confession and be like it's me again and <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna be the same sin buddy <laughs> <laughs> so um but i don't th- it wasn't it was like probably like two or three years afterwards that mm. i and looking back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, so many graces were given during that. I didn't see yeah. it in the moment, but, um, it, that was huge to mm-hmm. me coming back to the church. Um, it's like, it's a, like when you say it's like a bummer for confession, it's so true because like, you know, imagine like when you know you committed a mortal sin mm-hmm. and you can't receive yeah, and you just, and like, but you can't go before mass yeah, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, like that's Jesus and I can't get to him yeah like man that's probably what the souls in purgatory feel like man that's deep but so true yeah like but they know him in a much more real sense than we do Uh, and that longing that we have is probably like oh that's that's what makes purgatory purgatory Purgatory. yeah (laughs) (laughs) but beautiful at the same time because they they know him fully yeah or know him in the way that we don't you know Anyway, so suffer today, no purgatory tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, good, good. If you ever wanted to start a podcast, today is the day. Go to Anchor.fm to get started. It's a they have a free app on the App Store, and it has all the creation tools you need that allows you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. This app and your cell phone is literally the only thing you need to start a podcast. Use a microphone on your phone, record a voice memo, upload it to Anchor, and that's it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
uh, you can make money on for your podcast with no minimum listenership. And like I said, everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on the Anchor app. So go to anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your app store. Again, anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your store. And we hope that you join the podcast world. Let's go. Um, so yeah, so confession was really great. Uh, but one thing that I noticed that like my soul was aching for was, uh, community. And also I had never had like a Catholic best friend. So I remember I, you know, it dawned on me that I wanted this Catholic community and, um, this Catholic best friend. And I was like, well, these are good things. Obviously God wants them too. So, you know, I did my prayer and expected to have it pop out of, you know, the ground like daisies. (laughs) And, um, three years later, (laughs) uh, like a mustard seed. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it was really cool how it happened. Uh, I was in adoration and I left Mm. and this woman came up to me and she was like, are you Beth? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not Beth, but I'm, I'm Kirstie. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And, uh, surprise or not surprised but um little did i know that i would eventually meet beth beth mm-hmm. would become my catholic best friend and oh. she um would eventually be my roommate and mm-hmm. the woman that uh introduced herself to me outside of um adoration uh she like i've gone to europe with her family i actually knew her brother he was uh the, the general cares? manager what the cares and then yeah 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 Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so um, her brother was actually the general manager um, at a hotel that I worked at. So I knew her brother already. Oh, wow. And I knew a lot of facts about her. Um, and it was oh. weird because I'd be like, oh, you're, you're Jose's sister? Well, let me tell you your whole life story really quickly. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and this all happened at uh, Corpus Christi in Celebration. So yeah, so that was really great. And um, that, that community was very healing because uh, it taught me what family life should look like. Um, it taught me authentic love and, um, even like, even though I'm a sinner and I'm broken, Mm -hmm. I'm delighted in, which I used to mock the word beloved and delighted in. Mm -hmm. I just was like, oh sure. Like, yes, Adrian, you are beloved. You're delighted in, but I am, I am not. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you need to ponder that a little bit. You were a little sarcastic (laughs) there, buddy. No, I was, I was imitating what you would probably say. Oh, okay. Yes. But that's exactly what I would do. You were not far off the mark. Yes. Yes. Um, but the community that I gained, uh, from, from that church, from Corpus Mm -hmm. Christi, just, it was such a diverse community and all of them were so loving and, you know, all ages, families, uh, all walks of life. So, um, I had to wait three years for that, but it was well worth the the wait. Yes. So did you, so being that you had those friends at, through band and through Mm -hmm. UCF, they didn't, they didn't uphold, they didn't stay like close to you. Um, they, I still talk to, so the two, the three, excuse me, big ones are, um, my friend Monica, Allison and Mariana and Monica and I, we still, um, talk every now and again, but, um, like Allison, Mm -hmm. she was a missionary with Christ in the city and we, her and I actually don't know how we met. We don't know how we became friends. (laughs) It is very bizarre. I think we were at daily mass at Mary Queen of the universe one day. I Mm -hmm. think that is how it happened. where we met but that's so funny we don't really know but yeah you're right i mean it's, it's different from having a 
a friend that best friend that's yeah. you know oh I see what you're saying friends you know yeah. what I mean like you, you you it's not like you didn't have Catholic friends prior yeah. mm-hmm. but it's different from having like a, a mm-hmm. Catholic friend versus a Catholic best friend who yes. you you know yeah and it's almost creepy because um, Beth and I are almost like twins so we both worked in the hospitality industry oh, we wow. both have blonde hair um, wow. I'm trying to think of like other things that. Apparently, we don't have that much in common because those are the only two things I can think Get of. The <laughs> so, but at the time, we were like, "Oh my gosh! Like, this is a fun fact about me. Oh, it's a fun fact about you too." Yeah, you know? yeah. So, That's um, like me and my friend Jordan. We were like, "Yeah, favorite artist Bruno Mars, favorite movie Aladdin." Both big, both yeah. thick, both Filipino, both yeah. play the ukulele. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important to note those friends that I made in college. I wasn't like ready to be authentic. I don't want to say authentic, but yeah, I, I wasn't really, um, like, uh, well-developed or, um, formed in my faith. Sure. Yeah. Yet, you know, yeah. on the other side. So they, they, you know, tried to, but I was yeah. kicking and screaming. Like, no, <laughs> no, I, I like my past life. <laughs> yeah. So, but Beth was the first person I was able to dive into like, yeah. And uh, we had a lot of the same struggles too. And That's and, awesome. Yeah. So was, That's beautiful. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I've been talking a lot about struggling with my teens and mm-hmm. you know, I, one thing that I wanted them to understand is like in your struggles when you see other people struggling and you befriend them in their struggle, mm-hmm. those friendships are the friendships that like Yes. They're tough. Yeah. Because they went through the ringer. Yes. You know, and they last. Mm-hmm. Um, not every, I mean, you know, in high school, you always feel like you're going to, oh, we're going to be friends forever and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I literally probably talked to five people from high school Aww. still. Yeah. And that's including like Arnell and Matthias. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, this is, it's just a fact. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. these people are not yeah. going to be people who live with you and, mm-hmm. you know, get through get you through these tough times like the people Mm -hmm. you meet later in life yeah Um, yeah and suffering uh going through adversity together creates a bond for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yes so i mean in your in your childhood and all the hurts and the wounds and stuff like that um what was like maybe the biggest lesson you learned what what was the biggest lesson that god taught you Mm -hmm. in all of that you know i mean that's a question but take it answer it as you as you as you can yes no um I think the biggest thing that God taught me was just to be myself um and that it's okay to be messy um I I can confidently say that my life with God like my life after God I let God be in control it's it's a little bit messier but I think that's good Mm -hmm. I know it's good I love it because I spent over 20 years of my life thinking God only loves me if I'm perfect Mm. so and God is in in the business of healing us he's in the business of taking care of us he wants to take care of us he wouldn't Mm -hmm. have made us if he didn't want to take care of us yeah so I I think that's the biggest message he's been trying to send to me is that like I do not have, I should not have to do this alone. And he did not want me to do this alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also conversion happens every day. I, you know, overnight conversions do happen. Um, but God has let me know that that is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and, and a significant part of my story is, uh, is unpacking all of the pain, unpacking all the suffering. Um, and God needs to do that to fully heal me. Um, Mm -hmm having, uh, at least for me, having like an overnight conversion was, 
was not going to fully heal me and it wasn't going to do myself justice. Yeah. And, um, also like in the mess, in the sin, the Lord still, still delights in me and he delights in the process of unpacking, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the mess that is, you know, suffering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I think that's That's a lot. I know it is a lot. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't stress enough. Like at least in my situation, God made sure that I had, had supports to, to get me through, Mm -hmm. um, fully healing from just not only like pains from my childhood, but even just throughout life. Like I, I think I've always encountered him through relationships with others, mm-hmm. which is, um, we're made for, for community and such. So it does make sense how that, why he would choose that route. Yeah. But yeah, and mm-hmm. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I love having people on here and sharing mm-hmm. their stuff because on, on, on top of the, doing the testimony things, it's beautiful because, you know, we are made for communion and we are supposed to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how people were dragging you by the collar, you know, yeah. like sometimes it's necessary. I mean, a lot of the times it is necessary to drag mm-hmm. people by the yeah. collar. Mm-hmm. Um, and love <laughs> people so much that you're okay with them being upset with you. Yeah. Like love them so much that you're okay to have uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Cause that's the only way I would have came back to the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and there's no, I, there's no reason to be beating around the bush. If yeah. you're, if you truly want to help somebody, don't hold your punches back. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be messy. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But Respect like, them, but yeah. yeah, I'm not, yeah, don't harass them, but yeah. you know, just be honest, be honest, yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, but you know, you were, we're, we're, we're put here to help mm-hmm. each other. And, and that's the point. Like, don't try to do it alone and, uh, don't try to let, don't, if you see someone struggling, don't let them do it alone. Yeah. Cause you've been there probably once in your life Yeah, and it probably didn't feel good. Not at all. It didn't feel good. It we we know it did not feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it did not feel good. I know because it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I think just the last thing that I wanted to add is just your healing will look different um, because God is in the business of doing what's best for you and giving you the best. So, you know, maybe overnight conversion is what's best for you. So yeah. that might happen. Don't yeah. compare your your story, your journey with God to anybody else's. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be different. Yeah. Because we are all uniquely made. I only say this because I thought I was a freak and doing Catholicism wrong because I did not have an overnight conversion. (laughs) I was like, why is this taking four years? Why am I not crying in adoration? (laughs) Really, though. Yeah, all of these little things. Yeah, and it's like, well, because God's more than an emotion. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) There's a quote that I can't find. I was trying to find it and I can't find it. I used to share it at my testimony, adoration, and benediction nights that I have at my church tab nights, um, where it was about it was Pope Francis saying something to the effect of, you know, testimonies are beautiful, go share them, but do not use them as a source of comparison. They are a source of inspiration and motivation, but not one to compare. Mm-hmm. You know, so share your testimonies, but don't compare your testimonies. No. So, super good. Yes. And comparison's the thief of joy. That's not and, good. And that is, that yes. is com- completely true. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, see, the last question for you mm-hmm. I have is, um, was, was there any other, like, you know, you had your friends, you had your, 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 you know, supports, but were there anybody, like, was there any saints or people that, um, you know, speakers that kind of inspired you to continue to deepen your faith? 
So maybe not like speakers. Um, I have had saints who stalk me, including, yeah, um, perfect. yes, including, uh, it's okay. So the title is Our Lady of Medjugorje. She's not official in the church yet, but um, in the that's not holding me back from telling you all this. So, our, so the story of Our Lady of Medjugorje, uh, she appeared to, I want to say six children um, in Medjugorje. At the time, it was in the country of Croatia, um, mm. but now it's in Herzegovina and Bosnia. And um, she appeared to them. I don't know what she said. I don't know what transpired. Um, I do know, but I don't know it enough to explain it. And I apologize for that. Um, but I learned about her when I was 17, I was helping out at a confirmation retreat. Mm -hmm. And so I've always known her since, since then. And I just remember it was in this country called uh bosnia and herzegovina and i had no idea what that was so i just never in my like in my wildest dreams imagined that i would ever go to medjugorje but i did have the opportunity to two years ago um which was really exciting because i didn't know that other people knew about her and then also (laughs) i didn't know where this place was but i was getting on a plane and was going to take me there so that's fantastic yeah so when i was uh, prior to me getting there i had um so earlier I had mentioned how I had forgiven, uh, the harm that was done to me, um, during my childhood. And so I thought I was healed from it. Mm-hmm. And before, like probably a week before, uh, before we were to leave, I just had so much rage and like hatred towards yeah. the people who, um, who had done these things to me and I just mm-hmm. didn't understand it. And I remember talking to God and saying, you know, I forgave these people. Why am I still so upset? Why am I so angry? Yeah. Um, I'm just really confused. Cause you know, aren't once like, does this mean I haven't forgiven these people? Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, sat with that the entire week beforehand, the entire plane ride over to Rome, mm. um, and then to, uh, to Medjugorje. And the first mass that we attended, um, in Medjugorje, the priest, so the priest, or excuse me, the mass was said in, I, I think, Croatian. It mm-hmm. was not in a, in a language that I understood. Okay. Um, but I did have Fair. like a radio uh, that uh, had somebody translating it. And it was me and... Uh, oh, that's yeah, fun. Right. So it was me and um, another, uh, one of my friends that were listening to the English translation. And I remember the priest was talking about how like he, and it was a youth mass. So he was like boys, men, like you need to treat women with respect and all these sorts of things, uh, about like treating women with dignity and like be practice true masculinity. Yeah. And I just like rolled my eyes and I was like, all right, Mr. Priest, like that's, you know, why are you saying this? Like, it's not going to have an effect on them at all. So I kind of mocked him beforehand. And then he switched over to, to women. Like he was like, women, if any of you have been hurt by this, um, please know that God wants to suffer with you. Christ wants to suffer with you. Um, and you have dig- dignity that needs to be recognized and needs to be celebrated wow. and cherished. And wow. I, again, like had this experience where I thought he was just talking to me. And then I had this weird experience where I kind of thought, like felt like Jesus and Mary were sitting next to me and saying, you know, what happened to you as a child is not, um, it is a big deal and you need to give it time and you need to give it the proper attention. Yeah. And um, wow. yeah, and I just was like, I hate crying just 
in general, especially about like <laughs> Jesus stuff. And I'm just like sitting there like, don't. And I also like in the process of like me and my friend Kathy, like we're the ones with the earbuds that are um, saying the mass in English or doing the homily in English. Um, and I'm also... Uh, as I'm hearing this, I'm saying it to my, to my roommate, Beth. And I just like awkwardly got to this point where I was like, I can't talk anymore. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, cause I was crying and she was like, it's okay. And I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, and the whole trip during Medjugorje was just about, um, like just me realizing who I was, who God saw me as. And it was not, um, like I didn't have to carry this, this burden of, um, this pain anymore. And, um, we ended the trip in Rome and when I was in Rome, okay. So during this entire trip, there was two priests. Mm -hmm. One of them only spoke Spanish. And during the first night we were there, he said, um, uh, his name's father Frenchie. He said like, I'm a healing priest. And I was like, okay, like, sure you are, buddy. So, um, I kind of mocked him as well, um, which is not kind, uh, but I went to confession for it, but that's not part of this testimony. Um, so I, so when we were in Rome, uh, he, so he was meeting with all of the families that were on the trip, um, and having, uh, for lack of better terms, like healing sessions, like healing prayer sessions. Um, and when I was in Rome, Uh he, said to Beth, Kathy and I, you know, if you want me to meet with you, um, I can, and we can pray over you. Me and, uh, father Frank can, um, father Frank was going to translate uh, from Spanish to English. Oh, wow. Um, and it was the first time I, Oh, this is the creepy part was so like, we, we like do, um, the renewal of our baptismal vows, vows, right? No yeah. promises. I forget. Anyways, Catholic of the year here. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and so he kind of went through that and he did like a little, um, exorcist thing, um, which is normal and not like freaky. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, and then he just kind of like sat in silence and then he turns and looks at me and says, what happened to you when you were four? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I just was like, what? Oh my goodness. Like, I just was like, I, my jaw dropped. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. I just was like, are you serious right now? And I mean, just like word vomit happened, yeah. but it was, I don't know. It's just like, it, it really was like in persona Christi almost. Like I was yeah. like, Jesus, like, let me tell you what happened to me. Like it wasn't pretty yeah. like, you know, and, um, it was just nice for him to like go over that with me and say like, this is what I recommend to you to, to begin healing. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and he just said like, I just will never forget him being like, do not go through this alone. Like you, you are not supposed to go through this alone. Like do yourself justice and don't go, like you deserve to have a community surround you and, and, um, help you heal. So, yeah. So wow. that happened. <laughs> so, um, golly, I know. Way to pick up my heart. I know. That's, you know, I have the tendency to do that. So, yeah. I'm just kidding. Anyway. I mean, he picked at your heart like I was. I just like I, I I have this tendency I think it's like an American thing or like if somebody says something that like shocks you you kind of like slap them a little bit you know did and you really? I almost did and I was like don't slap a priest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like on the arm slap on the arm yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah but I was just like, like shut up yeah, yeah like, like yeah, a knee jerk yeah, yeah. reaction yes yeah, yeah, so um I just like did it three times for no reason <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy they can't see us right now because <laughs> like liturgically dancing over there but um yeah, so I think that was the beginning of of a lot of healing with all yeah. this cuz um I didn't even know how to talk about it really and like I didn't see God's hand in it at all. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, he was like all up in this he situation. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I almost two hands. Yes, I almost feel like when I was four, he like deployed angels and saints like to where I was and mm. was like just really through like even when I was eight, like you know yeah. just deploying every grace that he could to drag me through, get me to where I needed to be and get me Gracefully. to healing. Yes. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. Oops. Dad jokes. Anyways. You're welcome. Catholic dad jokes. <laughs> So what is your advice for those who have gone through maybe similar traumas in the past mm-hmm. in, their, in their life um, who haven't maybe healed from it yet? Yeah, yeah. I would say, honestly, like first and foremost, um, therapy is a beautiful thing. Mm. And um, yeah, there's professionals out there that are trained to to walk you through it. And it's not scary. It's... Um, it's it's actually quite validating and mm-hmm. um, it helps you it, it helps you be seen, be heard, and then you get the opportunity to tell your story. Um, and I like I said, God likes to uh, work through other do his work through others sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, Catholic therapists are out there. Uh, yeah. I know a few, so if you if you need any recommendations, let me know. Sure. Um, but I think that uh, Especially if you've gone through any um, any abuse or um, anything of that nature, please go see a therapist. Um, and if you're mm-hmm. still going through abuse, um, please like seek out uh, whether it be like police or law enforcement or something. But yeah, yes, like definitely like say it, something. Yeah, say something because um, you are worth so much more than that. Yeah. Um, but I think too. God, uh, I hope nobody is, but. Y- yes, you know they we will. Yeah, we will pray for th- for that to not be a thing, um, and then frequent confession too. I think is is huge, and don't underestimate the the power of just sitting before our Lord, whether He be in a tabernacle or monstrance, and you might not get anything from it. But um, I'm talking to Adrian without emotion right now, and we're still communicating well. So mm-hmm. uh, it's okay if you're not crying in front of the monstrance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I stole that from someone. I'm not even gonna lie. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. um, yeah. So frequent confession and then just sitting with the Lord. Yes. Kirsty, you've been awesome. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing such a beautiful testimony. I mean, a lot of the times the people I have on here, I'm hearing their testimony for the first time. Yeah. So as you guys are hearing it, I'm hearing it for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. So my reactions are. <gasps> Of quite authentic, uh, quite authentic. <laughs> so, yes. you know, um, it's a beautiful thing. And so, thank you for being so bold and being willing to do such a, something so I don't know, so vulnerable um, that is going to eventually go onto the internet mm-hmm. where anybody can have access to. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, please pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> I might not be able to sleep tonight with that knowledge. <laughs> Just kidding. It's all good. It's all grace. We're giving it to God. So I'll take For care the of record, it. I do tell everybody this at the beginning when Wait, I ask. Wait, what? Them. I told do you. Do you? This. No, I'm I? just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're making me look bad. <laughs> I'm just the kidding. truth hurts. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks again for, for being so bold and being so kind and sharing your heart with us because. It's a beautiful thing and a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that people continue to, this, become, this becomes normal, mm-hmm. that we continue to share hearts. Because again, we're made for this. We're made to do this, mm-hmm. um, to share with one another. 
Um, so if you want to follow Kirsty and if you want to talk to her more, you can follow her on social media. Again, it's Kirsty Page, mm-hmm. um, and um, it will be in the description and the show show notes and all that stuff. And if you want to, um, but she, you're going off social media for Lent. Yes. So you have like two days to contact her through there. Yeah. Good or, luck. Or can they email you at all? They can email me. Do you have a like personal email they yeah, can send? Yeah. So, um, do you, yeah. He's, you. Adrian's going to write it in the comments as well because I have the world's longest name. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's kirsten.p.sheon at gmail.com. Okay. I'll put, yeah. It'll be yes. in the description. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you want to, you know, be a, someone who shares their testimony, if you're in Central Florida, if we're friends, if we're not friends, I don't care. If you want to share your testimony, you want to come on, contact me at uh, my our Gmail, which is livingardentlypod at gmail.com. And I will do my best to get to you, get you on the podcast. Um, if you're just a friend, just send me a text message. <laughs> that's fine, too. Or you can send us uh, DMs on our Instagram. If that's easier for you, if you don't have an email, um, you can go on Living Ardently um, on Instagram, or you can follow my personal account at It's Only Adrian, and you can send any of those inquiries that way. You can also send me any other things if you just want to say, hey, man, I like the podcast. Cool. But the best way to do that is by rating and reviewing the podcast on um iTunes or no the podcast app on Apple so if you're listening on Apple please do that it really does help um, gain traction and gets this podcast um, shown to more people when they look up the category of like Christian podcast or something like that this will come up so I really appreciate those who have been reviewing and leaving um, ratings and reviews it's been great thank you for those who haven't I just asked 10 seconds of your life would be great <laughs> um, you've given me like an hour or some already today so <laughs> what's, what's 10 more seconds what's 10 more seconds <laughs> yes. so also if you want to um, if you're not listening on Apple and you're listening on Spotify or anything like that like Google uh, just make sure you're followed and subscribed to the podcast whatever it, you know that platform asks you to do uh, just so you can get notified when we are posting our podcast usually it's every monday um so you get notified and get reminded oh living ardently has a podcast out today so yeah if you don't know i actually have another podcast it's a comedy podcast we just started season two with my friend tanya it's called off the world that'll be linked in the description if you want to go listen to that more comical more lighthearted. um we still talk about our catholic faith a little bit in there but it's more about the secular and just a lot of banter. So if you want a lighthearted podcast to listen to, go check that one out. It's available everywhere as well. Again, follow us on social media. Um, send us any emails that you want. To, if you want to ask questions for the Q&A during next month or if you want to do um, any of that stuff, holler at your boy. Wow. Yes, I'm <laughs> hip. I just do a peace sign, <laughs> Kirsty. I'm just really proud that you didn't dab. Don't. I'm done. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. I hope this helps you in some way, shape, or form. Tune in next week for when I talk about a certain topic, which right now I don't know. I'm going to add it here. (laughs) It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Surprise. And uh, yeah. Any final words, Kirsty? We're praying for you. Uh, Yes. All right, y'all. Until next week, keep living ardently. Peace.